Oh, hey there, folks. This is part three of several of the Milford, Ohio Police Department Ride Along series. And if you haven't listened to parts one or two yet, feel free to go back and listen. It's not a linear sort of narrative dialogue like our normal podcast, but it will make a little bit more sense in the context of why there's several breaks and parts, etc. And if you have listened to those parts, great. Thank you so much. Get ready for part three. Enjoy the show, everybody. Um, can I introduce you? Yeah. What, I have to get your last name. So sorry. Oh, Is it Wilson? Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Yeah. All right. You don't have to tell me like all the same. Like, don't have to be like totally. Okay. Well, I'm I'm too nervous to not. Okay. I'm just oh. gonna say Officer Wilson. <laughs> I am, okay, second part of the ride-along with Milford Police Department, and I'm with Officer Wilson, and it's another female because they have badass women in this department, and we we were just chatting, getting to know you, and um, we're, we're currently stopped at, uh, well, about to be stopped at a place where I have seen officers before because this is a speed trap little area oh. because it goes from 25, or it, it's 25 miles per hour right where we are. And people like to go like 40 and I don't totally understand why it's somewhere to be, whatever. So yeah, that's how, that's how we're starting. She's trying to get me some action because the most action we got on the first three hours was a dog bite, which is fine. It was actually interesting and exciting for me because I'm easily amused but okay so we are do you stop here to just like are you poised to go after if someone's speeding or what's what's the job with like being seated right here like what's your focus um typically speeders so I can get them coming from behind and I also can get them coming from front so we have a cone up here and cone in the back and then this cool little gadget um so if they're coming from behind it's reading them from behind. Ah! As they're coming from, like, the front, uh-huh. and they'll hit this one, which is not going to really pick up. There's a white car, so it'll pick up that one. Mm-hmm. And then I'll show you something interesting. You're going to see a lot of numbers start flashing up. Yeah. So, and this is when it comes to your training aspect of it, because you want to be able to visually see the, the them speed first. So you visually see it, and then you can confirm your visual with the radar. So I can tell a car which one's going faster before I even hit this, and I can pick that car out. Oh, for real? Yeah. So, and it takes time and experience, but they teach us that at the very beginning um, to kind of judge of a car. You know it's going over the speed limit, and then you confirm it with the radar. I mean, me personally, I don't mess with people that goes under 15. Sure. So some, some people, not in our department necessarily, but other places, I mean, they'll pull you over if you're going 10 over, but... I don't even mess with people. Yeah. Unless it's 15 over. Well, Officer uh, Dennis was describing, like, how a lot of it is, like, discretionary, and you're not trying to, like, ruin everybody's days, but you're also, like, you have a job to do, too. Um, We've had fatalities on this road, so this is, like, one of the places I usually pick. And at Riley Gate, I'll usually come here. Now, if call volumes, they come first, so it's just kind of like fillers. Like, you think of the... A jar at the big rocks or your your dispatch calls where you go to for a service and then all the little pebbles is like what you can get in in between the big calls so traffic business checks all that kind of stuff community policing but if I can get traffic in I will I don't I'll probably say I cite um, 50% of the time like I'll give warnings just as much as I give citations it's all I mean you go up to how fast they're going you know their history Mm -hmm. kind of determines what yeah. if you give a citation just 
I don't just look at card like you know what you're getting a citation today <laughs> what you have a heart we don't we don't believe that about police officers so what got you into police work like why'd you pick this over something else you know I actually I would say I'm kind of a late bloomer in the police um I started going to college for business and I realized that my mind works a lot faster that sitting down behind a desk was not going to be something that I could do for like eight hours. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm like, and literally I'm like, you know what? I'll just try this whole police academy thing out. So I switched majors into criminal justice and um, went to the academy and I loved it. My husband's also a police officer. Um, He was, before we even got together, he was in law enforcement. Um, So just kind of like was a good fit. You're constantly moving and things change and you never know what you're going to get. I like that. So I like the uncertainty of things. Yeah. No, no day is the same. That's why t- Officer Dennis has said the same thing. Um, it's kind of weird, though. Like, in my personal life, I'm very structured. Like, I don't like wrenches thrown to my plans. Like, I am, this is my day. This is my schedule, and this is how it's going to go. Don't throw something in the middle of that because I'm going to lose my mind. And that's so weird because in law enforcement, that is completely different than what you I mean. There's wrenches thrown every every hour, and I handle that very well. It's just weird how different your personal life is, and how you set that up, and then your professional life is like night and day different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it works. What's your favorite part of being a police officer? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, or something you love about it? I, there's a lot of things I love about it. I would say, obviously, the good things. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind, and this is kind of weird, but I have a few senior people that I've made friends with. Yeah, that's the second time we've gotten that answer today. Is that what Terry yeah. said? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I bond with them. Like, I go and I'll bring them donuts or, like, order pizzas <laughs> or the one lady, um, they're in their 90s, and I'm so close to them. Um, she has really bad allergies this time of the year. So I went there two weeks ago, and her poor eyes were... Um, like swollen and red and I'm like where's your medicine at she's like oh I ran out they don't drive but their kids do come they do a lot for them I'm like what do you need I'm gonna go get it she's like oh, I'm not asking you I'm like I know you're not asking me I'm like I'm doing it one way or the other so you tell me what you need or I'm gonna guess and be wrong so just like that stuff and you know the community policing I do a lot um, with that and you know <laughs> some people say well that's not real police work yeah well yes, you know and that's the relationship that you build with the community and that's what gets people to have your back versus want to stab you in the back hello is that why you picked a smaller jurisdiction like milford over a big city no um chief mills actually taught in our academy um and i just kind of like liked him like i like the way that he talked about his department and this is the only place that i apply to get out yeah and i actually didn't get the job chief mills did not hire me the first go around um i got turned down for a part-time spot and it's, it's funny because i also i did apply at the jail so this is the only law enforcement place that i applied to and then i applied at the claremont county jail and um i came number one on all the fitness stuff and i got offered the job but I was still in this process. So I'm like, I have a solid job in one hand that I can start, and then I have a, a, pie, a one or two choice on this side. I'm like, what do I do? And I, I turned, because this one wasn't over yet, so I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So I turned down the jail. And then I didn't get this job. I'm like, 
oh crap <laughs> I gotta go <laughs> what do I do now yeah. um, and then he brought me on auxiliary I don't know if you know what that means yeah she's so yeah so I did that for a couple months and then I got a part-time spot I forget what happened then how I got on part-time and then a few months later I got very lucky and got on full-time amazing so so auxiliary meaning you worked for free for a while yes. yeah okay. and it was it wasn't like a lot of days because i still had to obviously make money so i still worked and then i don't know what they just said um i worked and then just came here when i could and just learned the ropes and stuff so i was very fortunate to have that opportunity i just kind of stayed do you ever get scared um 33 in the car oh good Hey, do you, uh, do you know your starting mileage, just so I can get my ending mileage? Yep, just 24715. Thank you. So, I think anybody that says they never get scared are a big fat liar. That's a direct quote we've gotten twice today as well. <laughs> I, yeah, I think anybody that says, oh, I don't get scared, you are lying, 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 lying. Um, so, yes, I mean, there's been times that you get that pucker factor, and it's like, this is going to go bad real quick. Um, luckily, I'm, nothing's horrible has happened. Um, I think the worst thing, right, since, well, yeah. no, Yeah, so nothing's horrible has happened that's like, you know, oh, my God, I'm never going back to work. Um so yeah, you get scared. I think the night is a little bit different because you can't see. And I don't like not seeing in situations. Like, you know, freaking something goes boom and you're like jumping. It's like it's like a trash can I fell down. It's like, gosh. Especially when it comes like two or three o'clock in the morning when you're getting tired and then like you start seeing stuff. And then, but you know, but yes, you do get scared. Anybody says they don't get scared or lying. So I don't care how big badass you are. You can be the biggest, toughest, strongest guy, and you are going to get scared. Do you, uh, Officer Dennis was saying that during the, like, fitness d- d- bit or whatever, like, guys would talk shit and be like, I can do, you know, a pull-up. What about you? Did you, do you, have you experienced that of, like, kind of trying to go toe-to-toe with you? In fitness or, yeah, fitness. um, not really. I think because people know, <laughs> um just how big of a fitness I am so they don't try to do anything but either way you look at it I am extremely fit I work out I train I eat good but you put somebody a guy that doesn't do any of that he's still gonna overpower me sure now he ain't gonna run faster than me or he's not gonna do more pull-ups or sit-ups or anything like that but as far as strength goes like I I women have that disadvantage I don't yeah, care do. and I'm gonna say that again and people can disagree with me that women are at a disadvantage. I don't care how much you train or you lift or you're big, a guy's going to overpower you every single time. It's biologically proven. Like, that's not an opinion. That's a a science. You go into this knowing that, like, you're not going to this in law enforcement as being a woman thinking that you are going to be this, you know, badass and nobody's going to take you down. You better get a reality check because it's going to happen. Yeah. So... What do you see most commonly on night shift? Um, I would say just like people calling for like they're somebody's trying to like break in. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Or like you know the mentally ill people. Um, don't know what the right word is. Yeah, that's that. right. But um, you know, I feel like a lot of their episodes tend to happen more at night. Um, it, it happens on day shift too. I, I, I don't I can't really say one call is over another because you just 
you never know what you're going to get. Hello. Have you you ever gotten a call that was like, hey, um, you know, I think we're having a break-in, and then it ends up being like... Oh, yeah. Something worse. Oh, something worse? Yeah. Or or not even a break-in. What is it? Just Just like, you know, people think they hear something, or if they're home by themselves, they're not usually home by themselves, and like a crack, a branch hits the window, obviously it scares them, so... You know, it's... Yeah. But you go in thinking something's going on. Hello. Um, but, yeah, it's... Are you able to talk about the scariest call you've gone on? Or um, something that was terrifying? I do have a scariest call, but it is still pending in court. Okay. So. Can't talk about it, yeah. folks. That, that was probably one of those biggest, hugest pucker factor. Well, damn it, y'all. You're going to be I held know, on a cliffhanger. You'll never it's, know. It's and neither... August, <laughs> so I can't really... Damn it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the best kind of call to go on? What's your favorite? Obviously, something that has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can actually make something right. Because I feel like we get called. I mean, you're, you're a cop, so you never get called for the good things. Sure. Nobody's going to call you. Hey, we're having a birthday Happy party. Birthday. <laughs> having a party. You want to come eat? Like, grill out. I mean, whatever call you get, somebody's in distress. It may not be a uh, distress. You're probably thinking this is ridiculous to, like, yourself. But to them, it's it, they're in distress. Like, something's not right. Um, so there's calls that you get that there's always some sort of happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That, that has a good like outcome. A I, I hate kid calls. Like, because oh. I'm a mama and like, and I'm, <laughs> funny story with this. So I know these streets pretty well. And there's one apartment up here that I know exactly where it's at. And it's been a few years. And I used to work with a guy, um, Heller, um, P.O. Heller, Officer Heller. And him and I worked together for a long time. This is actually the first rotation. We're not together in a long time. And him and I know each other. We know our strengths. We know our weaknesses. Um, kid calls, I just... It's almost like a tunnel vision. Like you get calls, a kid that was choking, wasn't breathing. And maybe in a mom, it's just kind of like, that's like crap. I know exactly where that apartment's at. And I literally kept looking at my computer. I'm like, I don't know where this is at. I don't know where this is at. I know exactly where it's at, but you get like those blinders on and you just like, your mind kind of goes back to your own kids in a sense. Like, you know, so, but he like was farther away than I was and he beat me there. He knows, but he knows that's like, Obviously, I was on my way. It wasn't, like, not going. But he, he knows. It's like, crap, I'm, I'm going anyway. Because he handles those calls better than I do. Sure. So. Sure. And do you, do you ever have people that, like, say disparaging things to you and, like, are shitty to you on the oh, call? Yes. <laughs> More so on nights and days. I would say come the nights, I have been called things, um, more things than I probably had my whole career on days. It's just it's different but you gotta learn and sometimes it's hard it's so hard not to like just say stuff back to them but then who are you like you're at their level then sure that's right that's right and it's then you're fighting with somebody that you're giving them that that benefit and it's just not worth it have you ever had anyone pull a weapon on you no we've had i've had knives out but not like guns no but Knives terrify me more than guns do. Because you can just like. I think so. It's like yeah. Yeah. It's like one shot, but like knives are like freaking cut you. Uh No. (laughs) I'm gonna be shocked. (laughs) I don't want anything happening to me, but definitely not a knife. Yeah. Have you ever been like barfed on or bled on or any of that? Not barfed on. Um, I've been spit on. 
I know, it's probably the worst. Yeah. And then, like, blood from transfer, just, you know, mm-hmm. it's bound to happen. Sometimes you don't have time to get gloves on. And it is what it is, but I, I definitely say if you have time to get gloves on, get gloves on. But stuff goes from zero to 60 and no time. You can't be like, hey, one, I, sec. one second, let me just put some gloves on and we can continue this. <laughs> but thank gosh, you know, obviously nothing's ever come um, come from that. So. Do you ever get scared of the fentanyl contact? No, I. that's one thing you would think, but no. Because we really don't like, you mean, it's like opening stuff up. We... Shut it, and most of us don't um, open the stuff, especially if we're really, really concerned. That's what it is. But I've never—that's not anything that I ever thought really to be worried about. Yeah. If I should, but eh, no, don't, you don't need to add to your I, list. I, I, I <laughs> what's like one piece of, or what's what's your biggest takeaway or the best lesson you've learned from doing this work? Best lesson. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know if it's really a lesson, but we were talking about before about wearing many hats. Like, I don't know if that's kind of what you're asking. Yeah, like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Like, you learn to be a lot of different people in a matter of seconds. Hello. So, you have to be a psychiatrist, you have to be a nurse, you have to be a mother, you have to be a father, you have to be a teacher, you have to meet every officer, you have to be everything um, at any given time. Well, and that is kind of a messed up thing at the same time as you know you you learn you you learn to adjust in many many different situations at a very quick pace is that hard yes (laughs) real talk yeah it's hard you get good at it which is a little scary too because you i mean you learn to quickly change your demeanor to fit the situation that you're in did you, when you got your first call as, like, officially out of the academy, hired, ready to be a police officer, did you feel ready? Oh, no. That's fair. I think this job is, no matter how much training you have, like the police academy or college or whatever, this is a job that you you learn on the job. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's going to teach you, like, if this person does this, you're going to do this. I mean, there's so many scenarios that it would be impossible for somebody to memorize and police work is not a textbook it's real life stuff and things change people change in a blink of an eye you have to be prepared yeah have you seen a difference in treatment from like uh, i'm not asking that let's go backwards let me just Have you noticed a change uh, in in the last couple of years for how people treat you as a like public servant? Oh shit, they were going. Oh, that's <laughs> that was nice of you. Um, this is a good question. So, I yes, um, but not so much in our community. Uh, more on social media and you know people that come in that don't live in our community we have some like I've had some encounters with like they don't like cops and but people who don't like cops usually have never had good experience with cops um that's fair not knowing what they were doing probably wasn't legal so sure um, sure but yes I, I feel like yes and no like I feel like all the bad voices get heard over the good ones and I think there's more people that support the blue than not but I feel like they 
get drowned out by the people I don't support. And, and this is to be honest, media likes drama. Oh, what? That's crazy. So they're going to play stuff that's going to get people stirred up. And that's just, it's just a snowball effect. And then everybody's against everybody, and it's just not right. And it doesn't have to be that way. Well, fear keeps people in control, too. So it's very fun to be able to make everybody afraid of everybody else. And then, right. yeah. So it's okay. a game. Yeah. Do you feel like if your kids came to you and said, we want to be police officers, would you be stoked? <gasps> oh, you want my answer or you want the answer that people want to hear? I want your answer. <laughs> so, you know what? Okay. So, before, um, even before things have kind of, you know, gone against us in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. my kids... And then one of them said, you know, I want to be a police officer just like you. And I said, you are not doing this job. There's no way you're going to, you know, you're going to be better, blah, blah, blah. And my mom one day stopped me and she's like, she, she didn't do it in front of him. She's like, you got to stop saying that. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you're pretty much telling your child that your job is worthless. Oh, and hard. it is. So, and she's right. Like, I'm um, here I am, you know, I'm not degrading my, my job. I love my job. I, obviously, I'm, I'm still in it. Like, there's a lot of good things that come out of this job. I truly, 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 truly do love my job. There's days that I don't, but there's days that everybody doesn't like their job. That's right. Um, but when she said that, she's like, you're, you're telling your kids that what you do is not worthy. Mm. So I quit saying that. Yeah. Um, do I want more for them? Maybe. I think this job is very rewarding at times but there's a lot of damaging things that come from this job too i mean you miss birthdays you miss holidays you miss christmases you miss anniversaries you miss so many things that people don't realize that what we do that we miss out on to protect and serve people like it but we know that going into and that's what we sign up for so i i don't want this for that aspect for them. Sure. You, you want know, them to be able to have a freedom. A family. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and yeah. thank God. And, and this is a blessing. My husband's in law enforcement. So law enforcement, three kids, like it's crazy, crazy. And he's like SWAT. I mean, he's everything. So, oh, shit. yeah. So, but it's like, you know, you're trying to raise children and do this job. And you work 12 hour shifts and trying to figure out babysitters and night shift and day shift. Thank, thank God we have a great, you know, community close community that helps us but it's a hard life and if your significant other doesn't understand this job it's there's a lot of divorces in law enforcement really a lot of divorces because people don't understand what it's like to do this job like you're going to miss events and we can't help that like we can't we got a job to do but in the flip side my husband knows and we both understand so that that dynamic works i feel like i just completely went into a whole different that's perfect (laughs) nope you're great I would never discourage this job for my... Ch- if it was right now, today, would I want... No. No. Too risky. Too risky. Just because of everything going on. Yeah. But it, it's going to swing back. You think? Yeah. What What will make it swing back? I don't know. <laughs> I hope... I'm just hoping it does. I feel like we... It, looking at history... What the pendulum does Yes, that. it does. Sorry. It goes one way hard, and then it'll go back the other That's way right. hard. Yeah. Just the good ones have got to keep... Um, Keep being good and keep doing what they're doing because if the good ones leave this job, then it then the community is screwed. Yeah, that's right. Does your husband also work in Milford? No, he is um, Union Township. Is that uh, Eastgate, Beachmont, oh, all that area? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Does he see more action? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, they're yeah. It's a lot different than than here. Drugs and guns. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. 
Have you, uh, Officer Dennis was saying that you you guys are one of the few police departments that doesn't carry fentanyl on your person. I'm sorry, not fentanyl. Oh, Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Edit that gate. No, <laughs> no, not fentanyl. Not fentanyl. Oh my God. Edit that. Um, don't carry Narcan on their person. And do you? She was saying that that's a that's difficult. Do you do you wish you had it on you? Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's change this. Um, do you see a lot of overdoses? Yes. A lot of... I mean, yes. I've pumped on a lot of chest since I've been... Oh, have you really? CPR all the time. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of calmed down a little bit as far as that. Uh, but there was like a stent that... I mean, there's people that I... The same person I've pumped on their chest numerous times. There, okay, so I have heard my friend's husband is a police officer, and he revived the same person three times in one shift. Oh, Do you see that? No, not the same shift. Not the same person. No, I've had the same person in different encounters on the same shift. So they pretty much got Narcan and didn't want to go to the hospital. Is that what happened? Well, it got it, was in the ambulance, got taken to the hospital, and immediately left. Like, yeah. as soon as he could physically walk. I mean, it's not going to, like, completely... You can still overdose. Yeah. It's just delayed, and, and, right? Yeah, and, they, and the medics always tell them that, but, you know, it's a good idea you go to the hospital, because this isn't, like, a fix-all. Like, you can still, you know, still overdose, and so... Yeah, I just don't move now. So, yeah. yeah. So do you feel like... Do you feel like it's slowed down because people are more wise to it or because like, because in New Orleans, I know like they can, it's because it's a river town or a, there's a waterway there. They, if there's a bad batch of fentanyl, they're getting calls every day, all day. But have you, do you think that that's unrelated? Because Cincinnati's considered a thoroughfare for like sex trafficking right, right. and stuff like that. So like, uh, what's the. I don't know. More people are just carrying Narcan. You can get it. Shit, you know what? Answer. They can get it easily. So they're they're leaving like law enforcement and medics out of it i mean but I, that's a good question i don't know but i it has the numbers have been a lot lower and since covid has that affected it at all or it was before then it's before then i feel like it was higher before covid as far as overdoses were you scared of getting covid during this time not no. a bit no nope did you wear a mask and stuff going out um yeah like when we went to calls and stuff like obviously i respect um are you guys mandated to be vaccinated no no you're not no. Interesting. I'm trying to think of more of the questions that I asked. So will this, at what time, since you're on nights now, at what time will this, like, ramp up? Because I know when we did, what do you call it, duty, call it, not call of duty, that's... Roll call. There it is, yeah. roll call. So usually out of the gate on night shift, we're, like, gone. So, like, day shift's different. Day shift, and when they first get to work, it's, like, their slow period, mm-hmm. and they get busier in the afternoon up till they do shift change. Mm-hmm. Night shift's usually from six to it can be midnight or so it depends if there's you know OBIs or something mm-hmm. and then which I like that and then we have a little more time to play catch up with paperwork uh, versus uh, like you know day shift you're busier later so it's like crap you're trying to get all your paperwork done and answer all the calls mm. so this is kind of weird um especially for a Friday so we'll see what happens yeah. I know I'm not as, yeah I was gonna say people just get off work yeah so we're seated doing traffic stops right now and do you is this fun for you i do like doing traffic stops i don't necessarily like writing citations because i always kind of feel guilty about it um but i like stopping cars to see what comes out of stopping cars meaning like what's going to be in the car yeah like you never know what's happening inside the car and you stop you don't know what's happening inside the car that you could stop from going to something bigger so like when people see me and they get out of my view and they flash 
flash your lights at somebody, mm-hmm. stop doing that, people. <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you why. Not so much of you don't know who you're warning. It could be somebody that just kidnapped a kid. It could be somebody that is carrying drugs that's gonna kill a loved one of yours. It could be somebody. Um, it could be somebody that just like kill somebody or beat the crap out of somebody. Like, and you just warn them to slow down, and they just got away with it. So would you have to have probable cause? No, I, I can't stop you for flashing your lights. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So just just stop doing it, people, because you literally, like, if they're breaking the law, they're breaking the law. It's like, that doesn't mean they're going to get a citation, but you could be helping somebody that you should not be helping. Word. I didn't even think about that. Have you ever rescued, like, someone from a trunk or anything? Like, was there ever yeah. a surprise person no, in the car? but talk about a pucker factor on something like that call. So this is probably two years ago. It had to be because I was on nights, so it was longer than that. We get a call. It was from the, one of the apartments. This guy was walking his dog, and he's like, I walked past this car, and I could hear, like, somebody knocking. And at first, I'm like, no freaking way. Like, come on. Like, it's nothing. I get there, and little was kind of like, okay. I'm there by myself right at that point. Somebody else was coming. And I hear it. And I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, okay, he wasn't lying. I'm like, so I just step back. So I'm like, okay, now what do I do? (laughs) Like, I I can't get us locked. So I ran the tag on who who the, the car came back to. And then I hear it again. I'm like, hello? So I'm talking to a trunk. They're not responding back. I'm like, hello? It was like, knock, knock. Hello? Knock, knock. I'm like, so when somebody else got there, I went to the, the where the, the car came back to his apartment, banged on the door, um, finally came out. He was like, it was like the middle of the night, so he was like half asleep. I'm like, um, do you own such and such car outside? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you have something in the back of it? I'm like, I'm just going to be blunt. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm hearing thump, thump, thump. Like someone called and it sounds like somebody's literally banging to get out. He's like, starts laughing. He's like, I can see how he would think that. He's like, oh, my trunk. He's like, I promise you nobody's in there. He had like a loose wire from his base. So it, from his speaker. So it kept doing like every like minute or so. So it sounded like legit. Sounded like somebody was banging on it. I'm like, well, I am going to make you go open it just so I can make sure. I'm like, no human in your car. That was like, oh my God. Yeah. That was kind of creepy. Yeah. That would be in the dark. It wasn't daytime. It would be so bad, but it's like everything goes boom in the night. Of course it does. (laughs) Well, and then 75 is, like, considered a thoroughfare for, like, trafficking and stuff. Well, so, like... 52. 50 is, like, a big... Is 50 a... Like a uh, state route 50. So, it's a state route. So, 50 goes freaking forever. And it goes right through our jurisdiction. And w- is that an easy way to traffic people? Yeah, I think... Dro- I mean, anything, Drugs, yeah. Drugs, anything. Oof. Oof. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, on nights of when do you eat dinner? Like, what's your... What's your f- feed schedule that's fine too because everybody like a normal nine-to-five job you get lunch from such and such or you get 15 minutes here yeah well how many times i've ate food sitting between my lap going to a call like cold really? chicken cold rice because it's the only time you get so busy it's the only time you can eat is pretty much cold food or or when you get food and it sits back you have to th- it's pretty much cold ice cold when you get back to eat it like that's the stuff that honestly people don't really realize like it's not we don't get scheduled like lunches Breaks. yeah it's like you eat when you can get to eat, like. Hmm. But nice shows. My body's literally still trying to adjust all this. I'll probably eat like nine thirty or so. Sometimes and then, will you be hungry again when you're off? Oh, I'll eat like two more times before. I can. <laughs> but it's usually like you know a protein bar. If I have time, like at three or four, I'm trying my reports and I can 
you know, have some of my turkey sausage and oatmeal or something like that. Yeah. I eat. Like, I'm not... I mean, there's some people that go 12, 12 hours without eating. I will be hangry. You know, like, <laughs> don't dispatch me to a call. I mean, and... I, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, sometimes I'll stop at Kroger and get... It hurt. What are those bars called? Maybe four boys, four boys, so good. Mm-hmm. Some raw something, and they're really good. Like I eat that. Okay. And then just I eat when I can eat. So can you stop whilst you're like when you're driving around? You can like just pop into Kroger really quickly, grab yeah. something. Yeah. Like I don't like grab a cart and go through grocery <laughs> shopping. But yeah, it's like I'll go grab. Like I know exactly where it's at, and I'll go and do scan and check out. Do people get weird around you when you're um, in full uniform? I think people probably wonder like, why is she getting foods like? I think also one of my sergeants I was asked that one day I was getting like a like a salad from the salad bar on day shift and they kind of looked at him and then he's just like well I, I gotta eat Turns too I have to put food in my yeah, body yeah I to function so it's you know it's not <laughs> like we're out here fully grocery shopping for a family but yeah like I'll run the Kroger or Walmart or something and you know grab something quick or do people get weird around you when like they know they've like if you're at some party say that's like outdoors then they find you might not be in uniform but they figure they find out you're a police officer do people get like weird around you you know what i'm probably the most unsocial person <laughs> no i mean that and like now you ask like anybody i work with or like she's the most social person ever but like when i'm off duty like we don't like i'm home or like training or i have horses or my kids like i'm not and i think being a cop almost i'm not speaking for everybody but you're a lot more on guard so like when you're in those high area places like your your adrenaline almost goes up and your head's like on that swivel again yeah you're constantly kind of like but it's it's you do without even doing it so it's like i want to be at a lower level so not that i don't go out really i don't i listen i just not but yes but a lot of my i have a very close close knit of people and i don't venture out and if i don't announce what I do for a living sure like I'll wear my thin blue line so I guess people could probably figure it out I do I do 100% support what I do and I believe in law enforcement I always always back the blue always so I it's it's probably written on me but I don't they slowed way the fuck down um so I do go out just not a whole whole lot and the people I do go out with, they know what I do, and it's just not something. Yeah. And my husband can talk about this job all day long. I'm like, I bet. I'm off duty. Don't want to. I don't want you. This guy you don't want? Nope. You want the guy in front of him? Ah. Uh, you just made that dude's day. Yeah. He was like, thank God. Like, Fuck. Sometimes people don't pull over in the most... Okay, you're going to get hit. Well... See how I turn my wheel that way? Oh, uh, okay. So if it so if he's about to hit my car, my car is gonna go going that way. Yeah. You're smart. But people pull in front of like nobody can get in here now. Nope, that's right. But it's okay. Like if people don't know. Yeah, they don't. So now you're about to go get him for speeding. We'll, we'll find out. I have to put my name on there. Sorry, it's still terrorist. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can hear this in here or not. Probably Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. We'll see what they have to say. Okay, be safe. I will. This is so scary. Down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got a real call. Oh, see, I'm messing you up. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Four David 33 traffic stop. You're just getting such a routine. Four David 33. I'll be at 1110 Main Street with Ohio passenger. I'll explain that. Yep. She is a 
skinny. She's a fitness person, but she is very skinny. And she is going to stop this car for speed. She's smiling. She's being very nice. Um, I can't hear. She's got... Okay, so now it's being recorded. I hope I'm not messing up her recording. Um, but the gentleman that she has stopped was very much speeding in a 25 mile per hour area. And she's nodding a lot. She's being very nice. She keeps saying, okay, okay. Oh, I couldn't do the job she's doing. I couldn't do the job that these people do. I just couldn't do it. I would just, she's getting license and registration right now. And cars are going around us. And he sped a lot. I think she might let him go with warning, but who's to say? Depending on if he's... She did her. Bless her. She's just giving him a long explanation. Oh, she's smiling. And she's doing that mom head tilt of the like, you know what you did. <laughs> I wish I could get this on video. Now she's using her hands to describe how to drive a vehicle properly. And... She's still looking at him, being very sweet, but she's got the mom head tilt of the like, come on, guy. That's more of the face, is the come on, guy. Okay, she's coming back. She's smiling, which is making a face. I was trying to describe what you... Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, I'm bummed. I didn't get to hear it. What was he saying? So, he didn't realize it was 25. He said he didn't, there was no sign. I said, yeah, there is a sign. Is right, a sign. right before you can see me and before I can see you, there is a sign. Very polite. So, we'll look at his history and see. I said, asked him if he had any moving, any moving violations in the last 12 months. And he said... He said no. So that's not a, a do-all, be-all. Just because if you don't have a moving violation 12 months, doesn't mean you're not going to citation. So don't, like... Yeah, don't rest on that. Yeah, don't... Was he nervous? No. Oh. No. You can kind of read people with that, too. God, I'd be shitting myself. I was trying to describe what you looked like when you were talking to him, and I was like, she got the mom head tilt. of like, come uh, on, guy, yeah, you know what you did. That's what you said. 25. <laughs> yeah. He seems like an ex. Yeah. That's too bad. Citations from Milford. Without. Um, what do you think his citation? What does it say? Failure to control. Looks like it's probably an auto accident. Uh oh. Um, okay. We do not have a traffic quota. Okay, so we just did a traffic. We. <laughs> I was a big part of it, y'all. You helped. <laughs> I distracted her. I made it worse and made it take longer. Um, do you? Do, is it true the the legend of that there's a quota that you have to meet of certain traffic stops and certain tickets and all that? No, we do not have a quota that we have to have X amount of tickets per month. So why at the end? I've been called like towards the end of the month. People are like, oh, I guess you're you're getting close to your quota. And of course, I don't like Forever. argue with them, but no, there's no quota. There's no quota. I'll give you a ticket if it's, I mean, if it's June 1st or June 3rd, and that's no difference. No. Okay. That's going to do it for us here at Service from Hell for part three of the Milford Police Department ride along. Join us next week for part four to keep hearing what it is to be a police officer in a small town of about 6,000 people. Thank you folks so much for listening. Good night. Good night.